What's going on family? Let's talk about something that's been buzzing in the tech world, AI safety and security. How do you feel about the rapid advancements in AI and the potential risk that it brings? Have you heard of the stories about AI being tricked? It's a real concern, but fear not because there's a real solution, AI Red Teaming. You see, AI Red Teaming is all about stress testing. You see, AI models and deployments to prevent unauthorized access and data leaks. It's about ensuring that your AI can't be tricked into providing information beyond its intended use. And guess what? You don't have to do it alone. My friends over at HackerOne has a community of over 750 active hackers specializing in AI security testing. You see, in a recent engagement, just 18 hackers identified over 100 valid findings in just two weeks. That's the power of ethical hackers. Wow. So if you want to ensure the safety and security of your AI deployments, look no further. Head over to HackerOne.com and explore their AI red teaming services. With strategic flexibility, rapid deployment, and a hybrid talent strategy, HackerOne has everyone, everything you need to safeguard your AI. Don't let AI keep you up at night. Visit HackerOne.com today and rest easy knowing that your AI is in safe hands. How did y'all meet? I gotta know. The ground, man. So Be quiet. Yeah. You slid in the deal? No. So what happened was, <laughs> it was the deal, but it was a little different. So what happened was, I was scrolling on my Instagram one day. Okay. Saw a picture of a guy that I was following, and she was in the picture, and I was like, oh, she fine. Oh, you took your guy's girl. No, he was an associate. <laughs> ain't nothing like that. Um, What's happening? No cap. Yo, what's going on, fam? It's your boy Anthony O'Neill. Welcome back to the table. It's Monday. And listen, y'all, I'm pumped about today. I got a phone call. Uh, now I got a text message last night from one of my homies. She was like, Anthony, we're going to be on the show tomorrow, but we're going to fly in. I was like, you're going to fly in the last minute? Her and her husband is in the building today. But before we get to them, don't forget, we keep it real, relevant, and relatable. That's what we do every single Monday. I'm so excited to be here. Um, but today, you guys, um, I really want to set today's show up a little differently. Um, I, you guys know I'm, I'm, I'm starting to become very passionate in this whole relationship space. I am not a relationship expert. Y'all pray for your boy because I'm, I'm, I'm still, you know, I, I'm struggling. But I do believe that there are certain things that we should be doing during our single season to prepare ourselves for marriage. And I think I can talk about that single season. But I brought some relationship experts in the building today. So we're going to talk about money and we're going to talk about the honeys. For the guys, okay? And the fellas, the brothers, whatever y'all want to call us, ladies. But, you know, let's set this up. Researchers did a study. There's a recent study that came out on marriage and divorce. And they found that couples that argue about finances at least once a week are 30 times more likely to get divorced. That's rough. Then the likelihood of divorce increased by 45%, almost 50%, when spouses felt like their partner spent money foolishness. I mean, well, foolishly, not foolishness. Foolishly. Now, for y'all single people, this is where I love to talk about. Like, how do we set ourselves up to where we're, we're being wise with our money, we're being wise with our choices, we have a vision, we have a mission, and we make sure that that aligns with whoever we want to date. Um, because that's scary as a single man. 
I don't want to be in that 45%. I want to be in the other 55% where we're making it. So a lot of us want to get married and have families one day. And the last thing we want to do is get divorced. But money can be a big stressor. Not communicating can also add to that conversation. But the good news is it doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't have to be you. It doesn't have to be me. And I want to be respectful. Some of y'all are divorced watching this, and that's okay. Your next marriage is going to work. You're not going to have no issues. I speak that over your life. Uh, but today, I actually reached out to one of my friends um, because I was on her show, um, I want to say about a year or two ago. And I mean, I ain't going to lie. I did her show and I mean, the ladies was coming for you, boy. I was like, good God, but where, where y'all coming from? I mean, who is this lady? And then when I, I found out more about her, I learned about her amazing husband. And the brother got swag. So I'm like, okay, I see, I see, I see. I see what's going on. So I literally uh, said, you know, I want to bring not just you on, but I also want to bring uh, your husband on because I understand where there's a good queen, there's a good king. When there's a strong king, there's a good queen. And I love this tag team duo. So listen, um, I'm excited to have Ashley Brown. And y'all ladies already know her of Ashley Empowers and her husband, my new brother, uh, Carrington Brown. And we all know Ashley and Carrington are relationship experts. Now, they they are probably one of the most solid, practical, knowledgeable relationship experts out there. I, I really do trust their wisdom uh, because they talk about everything from money and how to get the honey. <laughs> <laughs> But what I love about them, and this is why I said, hey, I got to get y'all on the show. And I'm so happy that, that at the last minute, they're like, yo, we'll just fly out there and sit at the table literally with you. Because just recently, this amazing couple paid off about $126,000 in debt in the last three years, you guys, during COVID. And some of those were student loans that some of y'all waiting on the government to pay for. Hmm. Hmm? Yeah, I know. Y'all upset. I know. I feel you. But they said, nah, let's, let's, let's attack it. You know, let's attack it. So, y'all, we're going to have a conversation today. Get ready. Tell your girlfriend, tell your boyfriend, tell your people. You need to get onto uh, the table right now because Anthony got Ashley and Carrington Brown at the table. <laughs> What's going on, fam? What's, What's up, brother? Hey, let's shit, let's go. Girl, <laughs> the Browns are in the building. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, when Thanks you so text much. me, I was like, well, we're going to do it virtually. He was like, no, we'll just fly in. I'm like, wait. Do you do know I live in Nashville, yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> We've never been here before, so At it's all. like a quick little... little vacation. 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 Without the kids. Without so. the kids. Yeah. So how many kids do y'all have? We have two. 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 Man, we have a five-year-old daughter, two-and-a-half-year-old son. Two-and-a-half-year-old son. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh, man. This is... This is dope. I, I'm really excited about today's show. And we ain't rushing today's show, because I'm going to get some wisdom, too. They're going to help me. They're going to help me out today. Um, I want to start with, how did y'all two meet? Like, how long have y'all been married? So we've been married seven years. Seven years? Yes. So it's not too long, it's not too short, right in the middle. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So how did y'all meet? I got to know. The ground, man. So Be quiet! Yeah. You slid in the deal? <laughs> no. So what happened was, <laughs> it was the deals, but it was a little different. So what happened was, I was scrolling on my Instagram one day. Okay. Saw a picture of a guy that I was following, and she was in the picture, and I was like, oh, she fine. Oh, you took your guy's girl. No, he was an associate, and he know him like that. Um, and so I clicked on the picture, saw her. Friend. Yeah, it was okay. a mutual friend. Yeah. So clicked on the picture, saw her, added her, started liking her pictures. Okay. She started liking mine back. Mm-hmm. Me being me, I liked some more. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and then her response, she commented. Let me do that right and now. And was like, yeah, do that, yeah. <laughs> 
And so, so she commented and was like, hey, if you keep liking my pictures, that means we go together. And so I'm like... Wait, wait, is that true? Yeah, yeah. that is true. Oh, look, I feel like we just posted... I think we just posted that on the reel, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it was just on there. But yeah, she said that, and I said, cool. I'm going to hit you my number. Hit me up. So later that day, I'm at Chipotle, man. I get a random text from this random number, and it said, how tall are you? That was her first question? First, first day. First thing she said. Off the gate? How tall are you? And I said, I'm 5'10". Who is this? And she was like, oh, it's Ashley. The reason I asked is because I'm 5'8". And I'm she tall, said, she said, I'm 5'8", and you look 5'4 in your pictures. Yeah, so I wanted tall. to make sure I wasn't too tall for you. <laughs> And now that was that was how it how it all that's, started. That's man. how it happened. So Where, if he was shorter than you, would you have still went out with him? No, if he responded five 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 six, I, it would have been ghosted. Yeah. She should have asked that in the DM then. She yeah. should have before she, because she got my hopes up, talking about, yo, we go together. I'm like, all right, cool, we in now. Yeah. yeah. So wait, next day, what was going through your head when he said his height? Well, so let's let's backtrack a little bit. So. Uh oh. That so that was July fifth that yeah. happened. Oh. July fourth, I went on a full day fast where I because you know most people are barbecuing, yes. hanging out with their friends. Yeah. And I was at a time in my life where I really desired to be married, companionship. I was feeling lonely. I was a little yeah. bit disappointed about relationships that I thought were gonna end up in marriage. They didn't. Yeah. And so I was like, you know, 4th of July, I just need to spend some time with the Lord. I need to get my mind right. I cut off the TV. I cut off social media. I cut off everything. That's a true sacrifice. It was a true sacrifice. And so that next day, July 5th, when I turned on my phone, I saw all of these notifications coming in from likes, text messages, and Carrington. You know, when you see somebody like in 12 pictures in a row, right, right. You, it makes you want to click like, well, who is this? Who is this? Yeah, yeah. And so that's how that happened. But I honestly think if I was saw those likes coming in the day before when I was out and about, I wouldn't have even paid any attention to them. Wow. So I just feel like that in itself is divine. Thanks, but um, yeah, 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 bro. after that message when he said, you know, you're 5'10", five, five, whatever, we started chit-chatting and we, we had some other stumbles along the way. Okay. Because, okay. okay, I was like, okay, height, check, that's fine. But then age. Yeah. That, so she's three years older. I'm three years older. Wait, that's a problem? It was. Why, though? Because when curious. we were first, okay, so when we met, what was this, in 2013? Yeah, I was 24, he I was, was 21. I was in graduate school, he I was still an undergrad. So to that. me, it was still like, and what the interesting thing is, Carrington and I went to the same college, okay. but we never knew each other. What he college? Texas A&M Commerce. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, so we he played football, so I was like, I feel like I recognize him, but I don't know. But the age difference at first, I was like, I don't know, three years younger? You're 21? You're still an undergrad? Mm. So... So it's funny because so she brings up how it's a challenge for her, but at the same time, it was kind of a challenge for me as well. Absolutely. Because it's like I'm 21, right. living at home with my mama, yeah. working a part-time job, still yeah. in college trying to figure it out. Yeah. She, 24, master's program, living. own house, own, own car. house? Well, apartment, my yeah. bad. Okay, okay, okay. Own apartment, yeah. car, like doing her thing. So I'm like, ah, like, I don't know how, how to really navigate this because the question mark was, am I mature enough for this mature woman? Can I really navigate and manage this? But yeah. apparently it worked out. Especially yeah. at 21, though. Exactly. That's the question you're going to have. 100%. And then along with that comes the factor of 
not being exposed to how to do relationships right. Mm. Like, all I knew was how to do them the wrong way. Okay. So a piece of me was like, I don't know if we can do this relationship like we've done them in the past. Ooh. It, was, it, it was some struggles for me, man. Was it? it? It was challenging for me. Yeah. So while y'all were dating without too much information, what did y'all ever think y'all were not going to make it? Multiple occasions. Multiple. Right? So, and, it, and it's simply because we didn't have the boundaries conversation, right? Mm-hmm. Every relationship requires boundaries. Yeah. And so if you don't implement boundaries on a relationship, the relationship would determine what happens in this. That's good. And so because we didn't have the conversation about sexual abstinence yeah. and purity, yeah. we fell into that. Well, we didn't, I, forget fall. We yeah. chose to do it. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so as a result of that, there was a situation where ended up having sex. Mm-hmm. Ashley came to me and she said, yo, you got to go. Mm-hmm. She kicked me out of the house. I'm like, well, wait a minute, we both messed up. Like, right, right, right. We, this, you know what I'm saying? We both should be in trouble. Yeah. And so she said, Carrington, I like you, but I love God. And if you can't be the man of God I need you to be, then we won't be together. We won't be like we won't be together. And so me went outside, went downstairs, sat down, cried. Because I'm like, I see the value of this woman. Absolutely. I really do care about her. Absolutely. But we're falling. And as the man, I'm like, yo, I'm the leader. So I'm supposed to be the individual not allowing this to happen, but I am. Which goes back to not being educated on how to do relationships right. Right, right. Yeah. All I knew was being physical, physically intimate was normal. Like right. sex was normal in relationships. Absolutely. Yeah. So I went downstairs, cried, and then the next day having a conver- random conversation with my high school counselor. Yeah. Um, after that, got a divine nudge by God after she sent me a text message from a friend of hers saying, hey, Ashley, I'm praying for you um, and your relationship because God told me that your relationship will be tacked by the enemy in the area of sex and lust because mm-hmm. he doesn't want your ministry and your mission to come to fruition. Mm-hmm. And so seven years after marriage, is like, well, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, the enemy hates marriage, right. and that's what we do. Yeah. So why would he not try to destroy this before it even comes before, to it? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As a man, because mm. I hear this all the time, and, um, man, that, that even happened to me in my, I would say about mid-20s. Um, we had intimacy, we, but she blamed it on me. She was mm. like, because you're the man. Do you think as a man, we... While, yes, both of us committed the act, we need to lead and protect her spirit and where we're going. 100%. So you think it's more in us than it is on the woman? It is. And I say that because we are the man and we are the leaders. Right. Therefore, I feel like we're supposed to implement those boundaries, those expectations, those standards. Mm. Right? One of the the concepts of, of life, but especially marriage that men have to come with, is vision. Come on, man. If you don't have vision, could, women, submission, right? Yeah, yeah. Cuss word nowadays. Yeah, yeah, it Because is. of the misunderstanding of it, oh, right? Yeah, I'm going to ask your wife about it. I'm going to sure. cuss, cuss on this show. For sure. <laughs> so, so Ephesians 5 talks about the necessity and the value of mutual submission. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So that means we're supposed to be mutually submitted to other, each other, serve one another, all that beautiful stuff. So as men, we teach our wives how to submit to us by the way that we submit to God. Mm. In order for you to have a vision... And in order for I mean, in order for your wife to submit to you properly, you have to be in tune to Christ so He can give you the vision, so you can share with her, so she can trust you to submit to you, right? Mm. And that's just how it is. Mm. So from that perspective, I 100% believe that it's on us as men. But because of the lack of education and being provided with bad examples, 
we don't know how to do it. Yeah, yeah. Like a lot of us, we really don't know how to do it. Right, right, right. Which is why when good men are molded and shaped and built up, like there's a responsibility of saying something. Yeah, yeah. Like don't just, because some people just bash me and it's like, no, like educate them. Yeah, yeah. Teach them. Yeah. Show them. Yeah. Because if you educate them and invested in them, then that's going to grow a new generation of men yeah. that have the understanding and have the wisdom and have the clarity and seek vision and mission and purpose and identity outside of the relationship so that when they get into a relationship, they already got the foundation in place to lead that woman properly. Mm. Yeah, that's good. And you was scared about this man? <laughs> well, yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> After a few conversations, Come on, man. Man, he's been deep forever. I'm like, so, what? Yeah. 21, three years <laughs> younger than you. What? That's, that's the kind of man I want to be around. Yeah. That, he's the kind of friend that I am around. Um, so he brought up the word submission mm -hmm. as a woman. Why is that so difficult mm -hmm. for ladies? Yeah, I feel like just because people think of submission as being married, or they think of submission that you're going to be married to someone who's controlling, who's mm -hmm. going to, you have to, they're your authority, you have to ask for permission, and da 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 da. But I feel like the mutual submission is how our marriage has been thriving. Yeah, yeah. So I'm very independent. I own a business. Like, he's not saying, no, you can't do this or no, you can't do that. It's mutually, I know his vision. I know what we're working towards as a family. Mm -hmm. And we agree. You know, the Bible says, yeah. I, don't, I forget the scripture, but how can two walk together if they don't agree? Mm -hmm. And I feel like submission is easy when you're uh, when you're agreeing with one another. That's good. So. so are you submitting to him? Are you submitting to the vision? Like, how does that work with submission going back and forth within a relationship? Because as a single person, especially as a single man, so correct me if I'm wrong, I, I feel as if <clears throat> I don't want my girlfriend to be submissive to me, but I do want to see if she can be submissive to God because it will mm. show me if she can be submissive to me. And so when, I, when I'm looking for those things, I don't see it. And then I'm like, yo, what's wrong? I'm like, I don't really see you submitting to nobody. You know, you don't submit to your daddy. You don't submit to your daddy. You don't, you don't submit to nobody but yourself. And then I hear this. I'm this independent woman. I don't need a man for nothing. And I'd be like, yo, I don't like that as a man. Like, I want you to be, have your own... <laughs> My man ready, like, yo, let me talk, let me talk. But I'm just saying, like, I don't I don't want that as a man. Yeah. But then also, I don't want to be offensive to the woman. Like, yo, I... 100%. Like, what you mean you don't need me? Because I yeah. need my wife. And yeah. so I call that toxic independence. Yeah. Right? So, look, I had a client, right? She had... And it's funny, because she there, she's happily engaged now. Okay. But she had gotten a relationship, and we were having a conversation during the session. She was like, character, I think I'm going to leave. Why? because I have this vision of man, and he's not that yet. And I'm like, really? Like, what do you mean? Like, I, I expect my husband to be like this, 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 and this. He's not that. So I said, okay, how many of these examples were he exposed to? None. Okay, cool. What about now? Like, has he connected with anybody? Yeah, he connected with somebody. Is he growing and progressing? Yes. Okay, cool. So let's talk about your upbringing. Mm. Single-parent household, yeah. just you, uh, your mom and your sister, yeah. and then you would always be around your aunts and your female cousins. So I said, your comfort zone is women. Mm. Your comfort zone is women. Wow. You're not comfortable having a relationship with men because you grew up in an environment just of women. Oh. 
uncomfortable. So it's uncomfortable for you to even be in a relationship with a man. Wow. And then the women that you grew up around talked about, you don't need a man. Ooh, be independent, yes. this, that, yes. and the other. Mm. Which is why I call it toxic independence. Yeah. Because independence says, hey, as an independent woman, I don't need a man to do anything for me. So good. Toxic independence says, I don't need a man to do anything for me, and I won't even let a man do anything for me. Mm. It's a difference. It's a huge difference. Yeah. What do you say to ladies watching? Because they're like, okay, she's over there shaking her head to her husband. But like, when you hear that, that, that I'm an independent, I don't need a man, and, and, and when, they don't really submit to nobody. Mm-hmm. And then they tell me, I ain't submitting to no husband. Like, wh- what do you say to that single person that's saying that? Well, I would say that mindset is a part of their mindset. They're still single. Mm-hmm. So I believe in the difference between masculinity and femininity. Okay. And the deeper the polarity, the stronger the attraction. Okay. So, you know, that masculine vibe is I can handle it. It's very strong. It's very focused. Get it done. Yeah. Where the feminine, the feminine woman still can, of course, do her thing. But the masculine man is typically attracted to a woman who's more feminine by nature. Absolutely. And so my what I'm saying is if you want to be in a healthy relationship, you're going to have to learn how to navigate walking, you're going to have to navigate balancing both. Yeah, yeah. So there's nothing wrong with being independent in areas of your life. There's nothing wrong with being focused and driven. But when it comes to relationships, yep, yep. the attraction is deep when it's opposite. When the, op- the opposites attract when it comes to the masculinity and femininity. Mm, and the deeper the polarity, the stronger the attraction. <sighs> And it's interesting. I heard Mary Kay. I was reading a book of hers, and she was saying that how her business, how she ran her business, was God first, mm-hmm. her family, and then business. Okay. And when she was at the office, she had her CEO hat, her focused hat on. Mm-hmm. But when she got home, mm-hmm. she didn't bring that same energy into her home. And I feel like that's very important to women to understand that as a woman, you have to learn how to navigate both. Not saying you can't be one or the other, but there's different environments for that energy. See. See, I got in trouble when I said that. Mm. I got in trouble. I, I told a young lady, actually, I told a group of people on Clubhouse. Yeah. I said, listen, men don't want you to come home. If you are the supervisor at your job, if you are the CEO at your job, at what you do, when you come home, we don't want the CEO wife. We don't want the supervisor wife. We don't want the doctorate wife. We, I want my wife. Mm-hmm. You know, I, my kids want their mother. I don't want you talking to me like I'm your eight to five employee. Mm. That's why I hate the term, I'm a boss lady, because mm-hmm. I'm not your employee. Mm. So when That's I hear good. that I'm a boss queen, I'm like, oh, well, ain't, ain't, ain't one for me. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, you can be a boss, yeah. be a boss out there, but in the house, I'm not a boss. I'm not a CEO. My name is Anthony. I'm your husband. How do I best serve you? Mm. I'm a father. How do I best serve and and raise my kids? Mm. I'm single. I'm Anthony when I come home. Yeah. You know, Mm. I'm not not the personality. I'm not the public figure. I'm AO in the crib. Actually, I'm Bernard. That's my middle name. Yeah. You know, and it's like they say that's so offensive when they hear a man say, we don't want the CEO to come home. Because it's like, that's who I am. That comes with me. And see, that's the challenge. That's who I am when actuality is not. But then along with that, that CEO mindset, the supervisor mindset, the reason why that's not conducive of a healthy household is because that's a consumer mindset. 
when you're a boss, when you're a CEO, when you're a supervisor, you're in a role with the focus of getting the most out of somebody yeah. mm -hmm. for your gain. Yeah. That's a consumer mindset. Yeah. Relationships thrive off producer mindset. Like mm -hmm. you said, how can I serve you? Yeah. What can I do for you? Yeah. So if you have that bossy supervisor mindset in a relationship, that's consumerism. Ah, it's not going to work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's not going to work. This is, man, listen, this is, this is a dope show already. I wasn't even going to go there. These questions are not on my, my computer right now, okay? <laughs> but if we got relationship experts in there, I mean, young, black, successful, thriving, I'm going to take advantage of this. I'm, I'm just going to take advantage of it. All right, so we talked about submission. We talked about the men. That was, that was, that, that was good. I guarantee some men right now are, are convicted. You know, like we, we have to step up. Um, am I wrong to think that men are the head of the household. Mm. You want me to answer? All right, cool. <laughs> so here's the thing. So you're not wrong to think that. Okay. Because men are the head of the household. Right. Because God said it. Right, right. Right? Right. But at the, at the same time, men have to understand, and Miles Monroe said this, um, men are the head of the house, but they're also the foundation. Oh. So they oh. lead it. Right. But they're also the individual that everything is built on Ooh. and all the weight and all the pressure is on. Yeah, yeah. So it's like every blessing comes with a burden. Yeah. If you want to be the head of the household, cool. That's a blessing. Mm -hmm. okay. But you have to accept the burden and responsibility of being the foundation as well. So when you say the foundation for the men watching right now and for the ladies watching, what break that down like a practical, like what, what give us an example of what the foundation could be. 100%. So foundation looks like being a pastor, provider, protector. Yeah, yeah. Right? The priest, the prophet, alone. There we go. Boom. And so, but not just doing it to the natural, generic perspective of it. When most people hear provider, it's like, oh, money. Provision is bigger than just financial. So we have to provide mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and physically. So I have a lot of clients that complain about, hey, my father was present, yeah. but he had no presence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he was there, I saw him, mm -hmm. but we had no relationship. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Right? When it comes to being a protector, hey, physically, if somebody challenges it, y'all about to put the paws on them. Yeah, yeah. But what about <laughs> what about the mental protection? Mm. What about the emotional protection? What are you saying? What are you speaking? What are you allowing mm -hmm. to be heard or being spoken around about around your family? Yeah. Right? So it's like being that foundation looks like being in control of all of those things. You know, and it's funny because well, years ago, um, I, I don't think I was, I know I wasn't being the best at it 100%. Uh -huh. But Ashley brought up, it might have been Zig Ziglar. Zig Ziglar. Yeah. Okay. okay. And she said that him and his wife, what did, break that it down. Was, yeah, like Zig could, Ziglar, I was listening to an interview of his, and he was saying that how he protects his wife even from the environment. So if they were at a movie yeah. and it was really inappropriate or it was very violent, he would tap her and say, come on, honey, let's go. Like, he wants to protect what, the, what her eye gates, ear gates. Yeah, so he took it to a whole nother level. So, And, and that's so biblical, though. When we look at Philippians 4, 8, mm -hmm. you know, I beseech you, brothers and sisters, whatever is pure, holy, righteous, right. praiseworthy, focus on these things. Yeah. Yeah. So the verse is basically saying, or the verses are basically saying, whatever you're exposing yourself to, mm -hmm. Your five senses, mental, I mean, taste, touch, smell, hear, all. You need to make sure that it goes through this filter system of Philippians 4.8. Yeah, yeah. Being the foundation of your household is being intentional about making sure that, hey, everything that's exposed to my family mm. goes through that filter as in alignment with 
their progress, development, health, mental, emotional, spiritual, financial, and glorification of God. Yeah. And if it ain't, we ain't about to let that, we ain't even rocking with that. Yeah. We can, we can end the show. <laughs> I mean, we don't need no more time. That's all we need today, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yo, what's going on, fam? Real quick, so we can get back to today's show. Listen, we have a brand new home. Yes. So we not just have YouTube, but I've also created a Patreon community. So you and I can connect better. Now, I know I am extremely late to the Patreon game, but here's why. Trust, loyalty, and depth. You see, I value our relationship, and I want to make sure that I created a community that can help you get closer to your goals. So in this community, you guys, we're going to be able to chat more one-on-one. I'm going to be doing live streams only in Patreon, only on Patreon. I also created a brand new show called The Table Uncut. It's only 20, 25 minutes, but I bring people to the table uncut with wine, with some little bourbon, and we're having an honest conversation about life. What are some things that we're doing? It's unscripted and it's real, raw, and relevant. Not only is that, I've also created a private group to where you all get actually access to some of my new products coming up, some of the events I'm going to speak in at. You can get into those for free. So listen, I'm going to drop the Patreon community link in today's show notes. I want you to go check it out. Come join the community. Come join the family. I'm cutting it off at a certain number so the first few people to get over there can be a part of this community. It's your boy AO, and I approve this message. Let's get back to today's show. Yo, we just now tuning in to the table. Welcome back to the table. It's your boy, Anthony O'Neill. And I'm sitting at the table with two amazing people. Um, and I'm telling you right now, Ashley and Carrington, um, they're just dropping jewels. I'm sitting here and I'm just asking questions and I'm listening. Because wh- what I have learned is while I am, you know, expert and knowledgeable in certain areas, there are areas in my life I'm not. And when you get around people who are wiser than you in that area, shut up. Just watch, just just listen, because one day, you know, one day I pray to be, I pray to be like my brother. You know, I'm sitting at the table, my wife, and I'm just dropping knowledge, and she looking at me like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's my baby. You yeah. go, boy. You know, yeah, and I want that. You know, <laughs> but before we get back to them, you all, don't forget. I want you to park your, your emergency fund at Prize Pool. That's where I park mine at, all right? They offer 0.30% interest rate. That's about 7.5 times higher than um, the average savings account out there. And what I really love about Prize Pool is when you put your three to six months, let's say you got $10,000 over there, right? They're going to give you 10,000 tickets that enters you into a drawing every week and the grand prize at the end of the month, which is $10,000. But every week, they're giving away $500, $1,000. And I've already won like a hundred bucks and I'm just parking my money over there. Mm-hmm. And I say, you know what? I like this place. So we partnered together because we want to make sure that you have the same opportunity to prepare for the future, not get back into debt um, and prepare for all emergencies. So join me over at Prize Pool. Check the show description. Uh, join us. It's 100% free. No fees. All right. Y'all know me. I don't do bank fees. Mm-mm. We get out of debt. We get the bag. We keep the bag. And we try not to spend unnecessary stuff from our bag. Mm-hmm. So click the link in the show description. Join us over there. But let's get back to the show with my people. So y'all dropping all this knowledge about, you know, singleness and marriage, marriage and what it looks like. Let's get to what y'all just did. Your post, y'all's post, was probably, I think my social media lady said, top 
10 all-time posts wow. when I reposted y'all on my on my page. Wow. Because y'all had three things she said. Family, mm. fun, finances. Mm. All in the video. Mm. And then on top of it, she said, they look like us. Mm. And I was like, that is amazing. So I want to spend some time there because we, we know that the number one reason for divorce is in marriages. Correct yeah. me if I'm wrong because y'all are the marriage experts. Um, it, it comes down to money. Not necessarily just the lack of money, yeah. but how they handle mm. money. Definitely. Yeah. And you all paid off $126,000 mm-hmm. of debt. Everything but your mortgage, right? Yeah. yeah. I want to go, why? Like, why y'all young, mm. newlyweds within seven years, two young kids, y'all could have took that money and put that some other places. So what started the conversation to take that journey as a family? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it, and it, and that's and that's something interesting because you asked you asked about um, leadership, mm-hmm. and we believe that whoever is the best in an area lead in that area. So when it comes to finances, that's, Carrington, he's not, not sitting down with the budget. He not running numbers. Oh, he not doing that. So, so it you, is, you just you just help her make the money, but she runs the money. Hundred yes. percent. I'm not with the the details, but <laughs> here's my thing. Don't spend no money. Keep Invest your money. Okay, cool. I'm with that. Yes. But the details, I don't... That's, no, it's going to make my head hurt. Yeah. Okay. But, but what inspired <laughs> it is so when Carrington and I first got together, we were both young in our early 20s, yeah. Yeah. and we did not grow... We both grew up in single-parent households, yeah. single moms, and, um, you know, we did not have our education paid for... We weren't set up. In fact, there's a video that, to illustrate this point, there was a video that I saw with these kids at a um, church camp or something. And the man had them all line up on a line. Well, They were just lined up. They were lined up. And he was asking them questions. And he was saying, you know, take a step forward if— your parents are going to pay for your college. Take a step forward if your parents pay for your I remember phone that. bill. I remember that video. Take a step forward. And so when he got to the end of his questions, all of the minorities were in the back. Very back. And yeah. the white people were in the front. Yes. And so that's how we were in the back. Yes. And so when my eyes started to open up to the fact, well, we really weren't set up, mm. but we can make changes now to set our children up. And so... We started reading books. The books I would read, I'd be like, hey, Carrot, read this. Right. Or, hey, I would send him a podcast, and he would listen to it, and we would talk about it. Okay. And then we started um, our plan to get out wow. of debt. Wow. And we did it untraditionally in in the sense that we didn't necessarily just stop everything in our lifestyle to get yeah. out of debt. Like, okay. we did cut back, and we did yeah. cut some different subscriptions that we didn't need, yeah. Yeah. but we put all of our energy and attention into earning more. Yeah. And then once we were able to scale our different sources of income, we stewarded that extra and that abundance yeah. to pay off our debt. Wow. And doing that, it really has changed our legacy. So in a two and a half year period, we were able to pay off $126,000 worth of debt, but it was really 149 because at the very, when before we 
paid off that debt, we had to buy a new car. Yeah. But we had to we paid for it like twenty thousand dollars cash. Oh, so cash. But we paid it yeah. for cash. So it wasn't debt, but it was just yeah. like adding on to that expense. Yeah. Okay. But um in that time frame, we were able to not only become homeowners, we were able to get an investment property. property. Yeah. We were able to um start investing in our children for, you know, their future. Yeah, yeah. And all of it is like foreign. So it's a beautiful thing because now our family and our siblings and they're like, okay, now what are you guys doing? So we're educating people at early 30s. Wow. We're in our early 30s, but yeah. we're educating people that are decades older than us how we're doing it. Isn't that dope? It, it's amazing. I love Man. it. And, yeah. and just one thing I want to bring up because for how long did mama stay with us? Which mom? Yours. Because <laughs> we have we've had both of <laughs> stay with us. Both how long mom. did your mom stay with us? Uh, it was probably three years total. Well, at the new house, though. Uh, about a year and a half. Okay, she stayed with us about a year and a half. Every time I see her, she thanks me. She says, Carrington, I appreciate you so much for allowing me to stay there. Because as a result of living with you and Ashley and being in that environment, I was able to pay off debt. I've never had my credit credit score this high. I've never had this amount of money saving. I've never been this educated about money. And she said it never would have happened if I wouldn't have had the opportunity to live with you. And so it was like, every time I see her, she says that. And so, you know, shout out to my wife for being who she is and how she is, which, and and it's just a reminder of the the value of just differences. Because I've always had, in my mind, I never saw myself being broke or struggling or living impoverished or being surrounded by like I grew up. I've always said, hey, I'm gonna be rich. I'm gonna be debt free. I'm gonna owe nobody nothing. That was the desire. Right. But a desire is pointless if you don't have a plan. Mm-hmm. So I had the desire, but she connected both of us with the plan, and we said, oh, okay, got it. Let's make it happen. Yeah. So what's a good plan? Because you say you did it unconventionally. So y'all went after raising your income. Yes. So <clears throat> for the people watching right now, I said, all right, cool, great. Young couple, I want that for my couple. Mm-hmm. And, and I think a lot of ladies are like you. You know, they're like, oh, baby, we need to do this. And a lot yeah. of guys are like, oh, man. But like, come on, let's do it. Actually, I interviewed actually um, a couple, and it was all on her. Mm. And the husband wasn't like you. He was actually worse than you. <laughs> he was like, why? Like, why we got? Mm. He didn't really see it. Mm. He was like, how come we can't do this? Why we got to pay cash for a car? Let's go. I mean, if we got twenty thousand dollars, let's go finance a fifty thousand dollar car and just pay you know six hundred dollars a month. And she's like, but no, I want, I want peace. I mm. want, I don't want to worry about bills. So what is a good plan um, for for people to do to start the process of changing their finances around in a, in a relationship? Uh, number one, education. 100%. You know, knowledge is power. Mm. And so as a woman or a male, if there's someone who is not in agreement, really listening to those podcasts or those audiobooks that are like blowing your mind and saying, hey, boo, like, listen to this, you know, because most people hope, I mean, I can't say most married, I mean, if you, we send each other good stuff all the time. Yeah. So it's like, ooh, if it blessed you, it's going to bless, bless me. Yeah. So I feel like first the knowledge is power, but we did have, um, we, we did do like the baby steps and yeah. things like that. Mm-hmm. But in the mix of all of that, why I say it was untraditional, because we still like bought property, okay. you know, and things of that nature. But I feel like education first, getting very transparent about where you are financially, because people mm-hmm. paint a better picture of where they are than where they really are. And so Ooh, I think that's that, so good. yeah, mm-hmm. I think that transparency of, okay, where are we? Yeah, that's so Financially good. Financially or yes. just as, as, a, as a family? Both. 
but especially financially. Yeah. Because it's like, if I out of sight, out of mind, if I don't see it, right, right. it can't be as bad as what I really think it is. Absolutely. And it's like so many people run from that truth of, this is where I am actually am. Yeah. And so the Bible says that the truth shall set you free. And that's in every way, shape, form, or fashion. Yeah. And so after you get the education, seek it out, you have to get on the same page. Yeah. And so a part of like sharing the information, it's also necessary to understand like the motivators of your spouse, right? Because wow. just saying, hey, we can be debt free, that might not motivate somebody. Right, right, yeah. right. But if you say, hey, if we do this, we can be debt free so we can go on three or four more vacations a year, yeah. that might do something. Mm -hmm. We can get that beach house that might do something. Yeah, yeah. So you have to find out what motivates the other individual and then allow that. Send videos of that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, listen, listen to this couple. They paid off this, that, and the other, and they were able to buy this and this and this. Yeah. Because those are some of the things that inspire people and motivate people to be intentional in their decisions. Yeah. What was y'all's why? What was y'all's motivators? Ooh, legacy. Yes. To really be Man. the change. Like, you have to understand, I grew up free lunch, Section 8, single mom of four girls. Mm -hmm. Carrington, very similar situation. Single mama in the most non-disrespectfully disrespectful way. Mm -hmm. Just trash examples of men. Inconsistent with finances, overspending, yeah. just credit card this and just... Yeah, and we see so uh, many people that we know that are working so hard in their old age to keep a roof over their head. And we're like, ooh, we, we trying to be chilling at that yeah, age. Yeah, so it's just like, man, if we do a few things differently, it can set us up completely different. Yeah. Mm. And so that was our motivator legacy. Like, it feels so good to know that if our children choose to go to college, mm -hmm. they're not going to have to pay for it. Yeah. And just understanding proper financial stewardship, yeah. it's a game changer. And even me right now, I'm in a master's program right now to get my master's in mental health and counseling okay. with an emphasis on marriage and family. Okay. We paying for that. Wait, yeah. wait, wait, wait. You said that one more time. We paying for that. Cash? Yeah. Cash. You, you, mean you, you mean you financing it and y'all are paying? We ain't financing no. nothing. Yeah. We paying for that. <laughs> But right? it, it is a complete, it's a complete mind, it's, it's a mental shift. When I first, it wasn't until a couple of years ago, I heard someone say they bought cars cash. Yeah. I didn't even know that was a thing. And then I heard a pastor say they were buying their church building cash. Ooh. So it was just the, all of these paradigm Ooh. shifts happening. And I'm like, we need to think like that. I like, if they can do it, why can't? And I just feel like it all comes down to even believing bigger Man. on what God can do for you in your life. And I'm telling you, once we started believing bigger, it was just like, God is like, finally. Finally. Like, finally, your mind, you're opening your mind so I can bless you at the capacity that I want to bless you guys. You know what's so cool? I'm going to go, just seeing y'all two right now as a couple, like, y'all just vibing off each other. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, go ahead, man. Yeah, I got something to say, though. I mean, I love that kind of energy because I hope y'all see this, y'all. Y'all are on the same vision. Mm. And it's evident that, yo, we, this is what we both want because both of y'all are excited about it. Yeah. yeah. That, that's dope. That's why that this marriage, y'all gonna have the hard times, but that's gonna get y'all through. I'm gonna shut up. No, you good. I just wanted to add just two quick things to that. Yeah. You know, that why piece, I believe that it's the responsibility of a parent and mm -hmm. parents to live a life understanding that, hey, your your ceiling is going to be your kid's floor, mm. right? Therefore, whatever you expose them to, whatever position you put them in, that's going to be their starting place. Wow. 
So Ashley has an uh, executive MBA. Yeah. Their father's about to have a, a master's as well. Yeah, yeah. And a therapy license and probably going to end up getting a doctorate as well. Right. So it's like, that's the standard. Wow. A couple of weeks ago, I said, hey, Chelsea, do you know what debt is? My, that's my five-year-old daughter. She yeah. said, no, daddy, what's that? I said, don't worry about it. You'll never know. <laughs> I said, don't worry about it. You'll never know. Like, you will never know because that's the mission, right? The mission is for you to have no idea what that is. The second thing I was going to say is this, when we talk about wise, it's our responsibility. Mm. Like, wise man leaves an inheritance to his children's yes, children. Come on, man. That's about wisdom. Yeah. That's about understanding, responsibility, yeah. character. Yeah. But it's also about finances. Yeah. I believe that we as Christians have a responsibility to be the expression of the glory of God every day of our life. When I talk to people about winning souls for the kingdom, I say this y'all got to understand. You can know the Bible all day long, but if you don't live a life that inspires the people that don't believe in God Ooh. to follow him, give up the scripture because it ain't working. Like you're giving them scripture that you ain't even applying or seeing the fruit of in your life. Yeah, yeah. So give it up. Yeah. So I tell people all the time, hey, and this ain't prosperity gospel at all. Yeah. You need to be massively successful in everything that you do. Come on. My man Miles Monroe talked about the value of influence. You can't be influential if you ain't got no success. So whatever you do, you need to be massively successful. Yeah. Because as a result of you being massively successful, the people that don't believe in God, that's what they care about. Things, experiences, money, yeah, attention, fame. The more money, the more attention, the more fame you get, yeah. the more people that don't believe are going to follow you. Absolutely. And eventually you're going to be on platforms like this yeah, yeah. where there may be people that don't believe. Yeah. And they're like, man, I want to experience like that. Hey, how does that happen? Jesus. Mm. Mm -hmm. The, the If I had to give you one key, the key is Jesus. Mm. Accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and you good. Wow. Listen to him, follow your divine nudges, and he going to lead you there. He got you. Mm -hmm. mm. And you ain't going to have to kill yourself to get it. That's true. Yeah. The blessing of the Lord brings wealth without painful toil. Why are you painfully toiling for a blessing and a promise he already got? Come on, now. Mm. Come on, now. Yeah. I mean, y'all, do Do we need to keep going? Y'all good? <laughs> Yo, so, all right, cool. All right, so, we talked about legacy. We talked about your why. Uh, what was one of the hardest things throughout that journey of attacking that debt? Because here's my thing. Mm -hmm. When you asked that question, why did you not take advantage of the season that everyone, not everyone, the majority of people are taking advantage of with the no interest on your student loans. Uh -huh. How come y'all didn't take that money and put it somewhere else? Because, you know, hey, listen, you don't have to pay, and you're not making any interest payments, so why not enjoy the money? I mean, why not enjoy that, and why not enjoy the PPP loans and the free everything? Like, you know what I mean? We could have we had it all. Right, right, right. Um, the borrower is a slave to the lender. Yeah. Mm. My people have a history of experiencing slavery. Oh, I choose not to be that. Hey, man, come on. Take, take, take that seat. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, seriously. Yeah. Like, I don't like owing nobody nothing. Come yeah. on, man. Like, I'm not, I'm good on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, really, the majority, like, whatever the majority is doing, we try to do the opposite. Absolutely. And, yeah. Absolutely. So, but I'm not going to lie. I considered it. I said, maybe, should we wait? Should we wait? Yeah, we, we, should we, we wait? Should we wait? And I, I, I asked. But. It, who, so, I, who, who, who was like, nah, we're going to do it? Which piece? The loan, the student loans. 
I believe it was both of us. It actually. was both, but it was both because so shout out to our CPA, Man, Crystal come on, Bernard. Kristen. Okay. She is a woman of faith and she will she speaks life into us. So we'll run stuff by her and say, Hey, you know, should we consider this? And she'll be like, No, I don't think you should do that. No, I think you should stay on your plan. So having that wise counsel, mm-hmm. that's really helped us stay on the right track. So we're mm-hmm. not making all these decisions on our own. We have an environment that knows our vision, mm. that if we're questioning or we're going to kind of reroute, they redirect us to stay on path. Mm. Accountability partners. Yeah. That's what's and, and it's about having that right network yes. around you. Because yes. your network impacts your net worth. 100%. Good God almighty. 100%. Yo, this, yeah. This is, this is so good. Let's, let's talk to the singles right now. You have some singles right now who follow you because mm-hmm. you really teach on, you know, dating with purpose and yeah. how to attract the right men. How do we do that? Mm. How, how do we date with purpose? How do I attract the right woman? How do ladies attract the right man? And, 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 and you know, I, I think here's the problem that I have, honestly, and I love y'all, y'all know that. Here's the problem I have with couples in the relationship space. Sometimes I forget, sometimes I think y'all forget y'all were one single. Mm. No. No, I remember saying <laughs> I remember. I remember 100%. I remember the bad decisions, the mistakes. I remember trying to force God to make somebody my wife and experiencing the the issues and the drama that came. Yeah, no. I remember single. That's good. Because sometimes we were like, you don't need to be doing this. You don't need to be doing that. But wait a minute. You did everything you told me I don't need to be doing. Mm -hmm. And now you expect me to do it easy now because you're married. So... Smart people learn from their mistakes. Wise people learn from other people's mistakes. That's right. So it's our responsibility to make mistakes before other people and then teach them on how not to make the mistakes that we made. Right, right, right. And so when we talk about, like, how do you do singleness, right? Right. It's a process. Yeah. The first thing I would advise everybody is to heal. Okay. Right? That's so good. Um, And the reason why is because your relational experiences will create your relational experience. Mm. And I'm not just talking about like boyfriend, girlfriend, romantic relationships. Mm -hmm. Your relationship with your daddy and your mama will affect your romantic relationships. Yep. Like point blank period. And so first thing everybody needs to do is be intentional about healing. Yeah. Get you a life coach, therapist, psychiatrist, somebody that you can go sit with and talk to to deal with your trauma Mm. because pain navigates. Mm. Anger, sadness, frustration navigates us. So you got to be intentional about your healing, Mm -hmm. right? Next thing I would advise that you do is reconstruct your relational beliefs. Mm. How is a relationship actually supposed to be? Mm. Because the number one issue with relationships in America, well, in everywhere, is the miseducation of it. Mm. We learn how to do relationships from our primary examples, which are normally our parents, Mm -hmm. which parent us the way that they were parent. Mm -hmm. And so if I see this relationship and it's toxic and unhealthy, then that's going to be my normal mm-hmm. and my definition for love and relationships. And the media shows And that. the media. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to pursue that for a relationship mm-hmm. so that I can experience what love actually looks like. Yeah. Because, yeah, he cussed her out. Yeah, he put his hands on her. Yes, she talked to him crazy. Yes, she burnt up his clothes, threw his stuff out the window. But they said they love each other. So this has to be the definition. That's the way the mind works. This has to be the definition. Mm. So you have to reconstruct your relation, your your definition of relationships and love. Mm. Yeah. Because most people say love is a feeling. Mm. When the Bible says love is patient. Come yeah. on now. And kind. Yeah, yeah, and I feel like the expectation piece, but for what I would say is you, one, decide what you want, mm-hmm. and your actions need to reflect your true desire. Because a lot of the women 
that I speak to, they want to be married, they want to find this certain type of guy, but they're still having these low-key relationships with these people that aren't marriage-minded. And so if you want someone who's marriage-minded, then you need to only say yes and entertain people Mm -hmm. that show you that, and they're leaving a lifestyle that reflects that. Mm -hmm. So, but I mean, at the end of the day, this this we were single we've had yeah. relationships with people and i just encourage people to enjoy the process yeah. thank you you know i just feel like when you're putting so much pressure and it's just people are so extra it's repelling yeah, yeah, but yeah. if you just enjoy the process if you're dating with purpose which is dating with the intention to be married but you also are keeping a realistic pace of the relationship because so many people will meet someone and they're texting their girlfriends that I've met the one. Mm. And then after the third date, it ends up not being the one and their heart is broken and they feel disappointed. So I always tell women to let A be A, let B be B, keep a healthy pace of a relationship and enjoy the process. Mm. Enjoy the process, ladies. Stop rushing that brother. <laughs> seriously. Yeah. No, I'm being serious, yeah. man. I had one lady, man. I, she was like, week three, I love you. I was like, whoa, 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 mm-hmm. whoa. You don't know me to love me. Yeah. And love, like you said, it's not a feeling. So do you just really like me? But love? Yeah. Well, that, that infatuation is tricky, man. Mm-hmm. Don't get me started about my <laughs> stuff, man. I, I, that's why y'all here to help me out. Because I know I need help. I need wisdom in that area. Mm-hmm. And I watch our stuff all the time. You know, I, 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 um, I'm excited. I believe. Do you think you're? Do you think you have very high expectations for your future wife? No, I really don't think I have high expectations. But I do believe that I want. I want to be able to look at my wife because I grew up saying, "Well, my family." So mine is not on you. I'm on the opposite extreme of y'all, right? Mm. Y'all grew up with one single single-parent household. I grew up with four parents. Mm. So my biological parents had me outside of wedlock and then married outside of each other. Mm. So I have four loving parents who love me all the same. And I love them equally. 25, 25, 25, 25, 100, 100, 100, 100. Like, literally equally. But very strong Church of God in Christ home, right? Mm. So their, their analogy of marriage growing up was do not focus on looks. She doesn't have to be all of that to you. Mm. And I'm like, yeah, no, nah, I can't do that. Mm. So one of the things that I do, <laughs> yeah, you know, so one of because they're like, looks fade, but God doesn't. And I'm like, whoa, wait, 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 wait. I understand that God don't fade, but why does she got to fade? You know what I'm saying? Like, how come I can't grow and enjoy the beauty today at 25? And I'm not 25 today, but at 37 today and then at 67. Mm -hmm. So the only expectation that I have, honestly, in a marriage, I have uh, five S's. But I'm going to say it right here on the show. This is so funny. Um, She got to be saved she has to be um, skilled in some area in life. I don't want a lazy woman. Okay. Mm. She has to be sweet. Mm-hmm. She has to be smart. And a lot of people frown when I say this, and she has to be sexual. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying we're having sex before marriage. Mm-hmm. What I am saying is we are into each other. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I think that that is fair. The church doesn't really talk to singles about the sexual side and the beauty side because what they try to do is scare us away from that. Right. Rather than educating us on how do we 
abstain, but look forward to the marriage part of it. And so because you push us away, I think that's why a lot of Christian folks and a lot of Christian singles tend to partake in it because it's never been educated yeah. to us. I'm like, hey, yo, great. God made it. Yeah. 100%. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. you're going to do it. Yeah. But, you know, let's like just praise it up. So growing up, my family was like, you're going to go to hell if you look at her. If you're gonna, mm. if you kiss on the cheek, you're going to hell. So I, I ran to that mm. because I was pushed away from it. Mm. And so if my only ex- requirements are those five S's. The first time I ever said that on my show. Yeah. Now, ladies, let me sign in my DM saying I got them five S's. <laughs> yeah, you can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I, but that's why. So no, is yeah. it, do you think that's too much? No, I don't. No. Not at all. Yeah, I think that's very reasonable. That's it. And but I think a lot of ladies think because Anthony's debt free, um, I have to be debt free. Mm. You know? Mm-mm. I, I mm. promise you, if I marry a woman that is have that has debt, I will no longer promote that I am debt free. Because I'm not. Until I you are that. together. Yeah. I love that. I'm not. And I promise you, I'm no longer with Ramsey Solutions. The moment we pay off her debt, I'm calling Dave, Dave, we need to come do the debt free screen. Yeah. Because I mean, we come together. Mm-hmm. And and I don't I never want my wife, my spouse to feel like she's less than me. Mm-hmm. Um, because she's not. You're my favor. Technically, I might be less than you. I mean, like I, I walk in, you are the favor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, so if you come to the table with debt, as long as your mindset is, yo, I'm ready to shift mm-hmm. and get out of this. Oh, baby girl, if I got the money in the savings account, but when you say I do, yeah. Before we enjoy honeymoon night, we just gonna cut the check. <laughs> and we really got something to celebrate yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So I'm like, for me, that's that. But yeah. my thing is with me, I am selfish. Mm. The last young lady I dated, I've said this before on my show, she really, she she educated me. And I think one part of being a man is acknowledging your, your downfall. Mm-hmm. And it's like, my thing is selfish. When I say selfish, I'm selfish with my time. Because mm-hmm. I do this all the time. I'm on the road. I'm talking to people. So when I come home, I really don't like being on the phone. Mm. I don't like spending on the phone for two hours. Yeah, so how was your day? Yeah. Um, I just don't like that. Yeah. You know, and so what I am trying to now with my therapist is trying to figure out how to how to train my brain to turn on for her. Mm. Because any woman's going to want that communication. Right. And I know that. Definitely. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Um, Steve Harvey Jump, he told a story about when he was younger mm. and wanted a new car. Yeah. So he would go to work, come home, tell his mom, hey, like, my mom would give me a new car. And she kept saying, all right, baby, I believe you. Like, I believe you'll get a new car. Yeah. But you still got that old car outside on the blocks. Yeah. And every day he would just say that and she would respond the same way. And so one day he came home and said, my mom would give me a new car. Like, I'm going to give me a new car. And she said, baby, I believe you, but you got them car on them blocks mm-hmm. outside in the garage. And one day he said, why do you say that? Every time I say I'm going to get a new car, mm-hmm. she said, because it'll be very hard to get your new car with your old car in the way. Ooh. So as soon as he cleaned out, got the old car out the way, yeah, yeah. I think it was like two, three weeks later, he got a new car, right? Yeah. I said that to say this. One of the biggest challenges that people have to understand that comes with relationships is the necessity of redoing everything, mm. rebalancing everything to be able to create space for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because... You could be 100% prepared for it, mm. ready, mindset, perspective, hun- like ready. Yeah. 
But having made the adjustment in your life in some way, shape, form, a forced fashion or lifestyle in some way, shape, form, a fashion to where the person that you desire or desires you has the space to even be in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm with your therapist. Amen. Listen, I'm working on it. I see my therapist twice a month uh, because I know that I am a flawed... I have flaws. Yeah, yeah we all And are. I don't want to walk into a marriage thinking I got it all. yeah. Uh, because I have success over here. Mm-hmm. And I think oftentimes people who are successful, we we put all of our flaws up underneath it and we mm-hmm. think our success hides it when honestly, it really doesn't. It actually elevates it more. Mm-hmm. And uh, when she said that, man, she said some things about myself that was true. And I was like, okay, mm-hmm. all right, all right. And it was it was hard because I really did think we were going to get married. Mm-hmm. And um, when she said that, and I was like, all right, cool. I was hurt, went to my therapist. She said, all right, cool. You can't get that back. But the next one, you can keep that one. Mm-hmm. But we got to fix you first. Yeah. And I was like, let's do it. And it's hard as a man to sit there, be told about yourself, mm-hmm. and then come home and look in the mirror and, and tell yourself we have to fix that on a regular that's that gets to my pride, man. I understand. Yeah. But I know that if I fix it now, mm. it makes me a better man for my wife. And I want to be the best man possible when God puts her in front of me. And I never want to be like, dang, I didn't steward my single season correctly mm. because I was prideful. And then now when I'm with you, mm. now I, I can't I can't steward my single season. Now I got to steward us. While fixing me when I could have fixed me yeah. back then. Ooh. And so that's that's Good. the part that 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 it just it it gets to me like and that's my why. It's like, all right, mm. it sucks, mm. <laughs> it hurts. And when I, I gotta bite my lip, like, ooh, do, ooh, mm. ooh, that's me. Ugh. Um and but you know what though? Even from when I get constructive criticism about myself, I learn to be like, all right, mm. cool. Thanks. Some of it. I'll let it go. But some of it, that's real. Let's work on it. And I know when I get married, I'm not going to be perfect. But at least least I'll be better because when I was single, I was listening to people like y'all. I was working on my finances. I was working on my spiritual journey. I was reading more books. I I, I wasn't just on YouTube, on Instagram, looking at people's lifestyles, trying to fake it. But I was really preparing myself for the husband season, the father season, the uh, the inspirational season, all that. So, y'all are amazing, man. Y'all got to come too. back. Y'all got to come back. So, you just launched a class. Yeah. Um, is the class still available? Can it can it get a part get a part yes. of it now? Yeah. So, for women who are wanting to connect with a marriage-minded man, even yes. if they don't have any prospects in sight, yeah, I'm teaching a free training. It's called the Dating Algorithm. Okay, y'all. Yes, the dating algorithm. So I'll give you the link. Maybe you can yes. link it down below. It's Absolutely. free, and it'll really help women understand what they can be doing now to steward this season. <sighs> the dating algorithm. Yeah. Y'all ladies, but do you have some of that for us, brothers? <laughs> Working on it. <laughs> <laughs> and I say that because one, one thing I've realized is that men don't really pursue education in a relational space that often. They don't. They don't. Yeah. Like, we really don't. Because, is it because it's not hard for us to find a woman? Mm-hmm. I think it's hard for us to find 
the, the woman. woman. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it's not hard for us to find a woman, so we don't feel as if we need the education. Exactly. That's 100% the problem. And a lot of people don't feel like they need to improve. Like, you're rare. Uh, you know, I think it's 10%. I know, I you know, well, yes. <laughs> a lot of people don't, they don't realize that they can improve. Like, they don't have the mindset, I'm trying to be the best husband I can be. Oh, so, I mean, True. you're a unicorn. Yeah, you're different. Like, <laughs> but it's, it's like, a great thing. But I have, like I said, I'm on the opposite. I have two fathers that were not perfect yeah. mm -hmm. at all. Um, I know both sides of my fathers and, and parents, they thought about separating, mm -hmm. but I never saw my fathers do my mother's wrong. Wow. Mm. I never saw my fathers do their kids wrong. Yeah. And like for me, it's I have to be every bit like what you said. I'm 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 starting where my father yeah. is stopping. And yeah. I'm like, mm. I, I I have to, I gotta stay on that bar. Yeah. And I watch my father sacrifice. Um, my father said something, too, about love. He said, love is not really a feeling. He said, it's patient, it's kind, but it's also a choice. Mm -hmm. God loved us so much that he gave the choice. He did a choice to die for us. I got to die for my wife. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I'm like, ah, oh, man. He was, like, he was like, so when I hear people say, I fell in love, it's like, so you fell in love? You just, mm -hmm. you just, he was like, no, no, no. I made a choice that Terry Ross and Givens, that's my wife. And I am going to love her when I don't want to love her. Mm. I'm going to love her when it's hard to love her. And even when I feel like walking away, I made a choice to love her. Because if, if God did it for me, and if I chose her, I can do it for my wife. Mm. Wow. And I'm like, okay, man, I got to make the choice. But um, before I can make that choice, I know I've made so many mistakes in relationships. And I'm just like, and I'm going to make more. Mm -hmm. But I just want to make sure I can eliminate as much as I possibly can. Mm. And one of them. Won't be money issues. <laughs> I want y'all to see, see see her ring. Put put her on this camera right here. Put that ring up there. Y'all see he 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 ain't make no issues neither. This man said, "Look at here, I'm younger than you." You know what I'm saying? I messed up, but here, give me that hand. <laughs> Yo, man, we are gonna drop um, all of their information below. I, I I'm telling you, um, there are a lot of couple relationship experts out there. Uh, some of them, I'm like, okay, cool. Uh, but literally, I told you, I've been following their stuff. I love what they're doing. You're going to laugh. Um, they're going to be relatable to the culture. Uh, you're going to get biblical advice, but you're also going to get the practical advice that you need, not just in relationship space, but in the money space as well, uh, because, you know, that's her heart. You know that. Uh, but then you heard his wisdom. So listen, I'm going to drop all their information below. Yo, Tribe, go rock with them. Go follow them. And make sure you go check out the podcast from like, when was it, like a year ago? Yeah. About a year we ago. We can link that down below, too. Yeah, we will link that down below, too. That was a good conversation. She asked me some hard comments. I was like, great. I mean, what are you doing, Ashley? The questions were, were, were good. And I think it was because of my one of my viral videos. She tried to check me on one of my viral videos. But I had to, you know, I had to let her know respectfully because I know her husband probably got a gun on him somewhere, so I didn't want to be rude. <laughs> But, yo, I love you all. Thank you all so much for rocking with us, man. Please, 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 y'all, hear me clearly. Go check out their stuff. Subscribe to her podcast. Subscribe to their YouTube channel. Uh, subscribe to their teachings and to their wisdom. And I promise you, it'll help you out. Ladies, she's going to teach you how to get a marriage-minded man. Not, not a little boy in a grown man's body. Mm -hmm. Not just a man, but a marriage-minded man. Y'all better go get it. Uh, and, and and whenever you get done with one of them, send them my way. Goodbye, y'all. We'll see y'all next week. Peace out. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. 
Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.